Welcome to DocuTalks, a podcast about documentaries mostly from Netflix. Chelsea and Michelle may be from two different generations, but they both share a passion for talks of true crime, murder, and documentaries with flair. Join these chatty bitches while they dish the latest hot documentary on DocuTalks. Welcome to DocuTalks. This episode, we're going to be reviewing episode six, The Noble Thing to Do from Tiger Kings. Just a warning, this is adult content. There could be explicit language, and we do talk about animal abuse. So I am Michelle. Welcome to the show. I'm Chelsea. Always good to be here. Yeah, very exciting. So we've got our memes that we like to start out with. My meme is with Eric from Joe's Zoo, who I quite like, Eric. It says, bro, you're posting too many Tiger King memes. And Eric replies, I don't give a fuck, which is one of his famous replies to say. Well, and it is. It's just the best answer. Don't give a fuck. I'm being a bit greedy today. and I chose two Tiger King memes, and I don't give a fuck that I chose two. Of course. (laughs) So my favorite one is... The one of Carol Baskin, and she's wearing her helmet, her bicycle helmet, and she says, it just says, felt cute, might feed my husband to the tigers later. I don't know. And I just love that. I always tease my partner about feeding him to the tigers, and I love Carol. So, yeah, I had to pick that one. And then, obviously, guys, come on, this is lockdown realness. We are all on some form of lockdown with COVID-19, and everyone's losing their shit with their hair. So this is a one, it's Joe's mugshot, and it's FaceTiming my hairdresser to ask how I fixed the cut and color I gave myself. And it's his classic Joe mullet. And for me, I just, I don't understand how everyone's coping so poorly with their hair and doing these drastic things. So I just find it amusing. I think it's really, it's uh, very telling of our times. Oh, it's true. I'm, I must say I was telling my friend at work this week, I have the best haircut for this quarantine because mine's just long with bangs. I can cut my own bangs. It's a very low maintenance style, so it's perfect. It is. And as usual, we will be posting our memes on our social media. So on Twitter and Instagram, be sure to check them out so you can see what we're talking about. Yes. So this episode, we are certainly seeing the true colors of Jeff, our lovely sleazebag friend, and James and Alan, his other little misfits that he has in his crew, and basically how they're all working to screw Joe over. We're now enlightened as to why Joe's in jail course a lot more twists and turns this episode so the story just keeps going more and more crazy it's you never know where it's going to go so it's it's still interesting to me oh 100 percent. like this episode just revealed a lot of seedy shady dealings that were going on things that honestly at the beginning of the show you would never have anticipated or thought could have happened when you thought the Tiger King could not get any more twisted or crazier, it just keeps proving you wrong yet again. And I think that is one of the reasons why I love this documentary series. It it really is interesting. It's it's hard to believe where it has gone. Who knew that we'd have Joe running for president and then him trying to kill Carol and ending up in jail. Oh, my gosh, oh. it's a million things. 
I can really understand why it took five years now, because it's just like, how do you figure all that out? How do you unpack it all? How do you figure out how to package it back up and present it? Kudos. Yeah, there's so much in there. So we'll start with Jeff returns from Vegas. So we find out in this episode that Jeff had to face some charges for the Tigers in Vegas, which we talked about in the last episode because I went and did some digging and also having illegal firearms. But they also mentioned that Lauren was his his lover, his mistress, that he was he was married and charged with strangling his first wife. So I'm not sure how old those charges were, but they did mention it. Mm hmm. So he comes back to the zoo and investigates the bank accounts. And he finds out that Joe used money from the zoo to pay for his campaign. I'm not sure why he found this so surprising. How did he think Joe was going to pay for his campaign? He doesn't have any money. So where would he get it if not from the zoo? Exactly. And like, for me, I just kept wondering, like, well, why was it such a big deal? He kept saying misappropriating funds, misappropriating funds. But for me, I was just like, he's just using profits from the zoo to pay for a campaign. How's that illegal? I couldn't understand that. Maybe our listeners figured it out. Well, he'd have to take it as an income, I think, is what the issue would be if you own the business. It's a business, so you'd have to claim it as an income, which I'm sure Joe didn't. Jeff also found out from the bank that the feds were watching Joe. I want to comment, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Joe agrees to leave the zoo to fix, to try and fix this whole situation. But before he leaves, he burns everything so that Jeff won't have any evidence of his embezzling. So he like, he burns all the footage. He burns all the files. He just went crazy. So he kind of had a fire sale too. And sold off as many big cats as he could just as quickly as he could. He was definitely trying to build a nest egg so he could take off. But also I think he was trying to screw Jeff over. He didn't want to leave any assets for him that he could have potentially benefited from. You see him, he's packing up the cats in the middle of the night and he's like shipping them out. And then he took a few with him. I love how everyone in the park says Joe's just disappeared and they will never see him again. And they have no idea what happened to him, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, the film crew is at his secret hideout. Oh, the lost (laughs) boy's been found. Yeah, he was found in southern Oklahoma, I don't think probably too far from where the zoo was. Um, And he was looking after some cats, saying how he's responsible for them. So that's why he had to take them with him, which in my opinion is just all a bunch of bull. I don't believe that at all. I think he took them with him so that he could sell them and make some money. But then back at the park, you have Jeff telling everybody that Joe's going down. Whatever that means. I think because at that point he knew the feds were on to Joe and I'm not 100% sure of all the timeline of how it all worked, but I think he probably knew a little bit more of what was going down than everybody else. Then we switched to the park employees talking about Joe and his plots to kill Carol um, it's interesting because we, we've known since the beginning Joe's obsessed with Carol. He's had his, you know, YouTube show or whatever internet show he has blowing up Carol, talking about killing her. 
various things like that. The people at the park said they didn't think he was 100% serious, that they all kind of made comments about wanting Carol dead. They didn't feel that necessarily meant that he was going to hire somebody to do it. And I could kind of see this, you know, he had such a hate for her. I could see her, him just talking about her. But I'm curious what listeners think. If you heard somebody like Joe talking about killing somebody like we've seen, how serious would you take it? I don't know. What do you think, Chelsea? You know, I have to say, I really agreed with Saf when he was saying, you know, like, I just can't imagine Joe to do something like that. Like, sure, there was always talk. And I can see how Joe, like, he's created this big, huge thing. And, like, all of that Kill Carol shit was really getting him a lot of media attention. So I can see how it kind of, like, you know, like, just kind of got out of hand. But in reality, there was never any real action or truth behind it. Like, I can see him being all bark and no bite. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Joe. Lots of bark, no bite. Yeah. He would just be sobbing hysterically. If he really <laughs> had to, oh, no, I regret it. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> oh, and then enter James. Oh. When you think they couldn't have any worse people. Like, you're like, where are they finding these individuals? I don't know. Okay, so James basically claims that Joe and Jeff planned to kill Carol, and he was there when they were planning it. They plotted to kill her while she was riding on her bike path, so they had finally found out where she lived. And it's well known because Carol loves to post her videos of her doing her little cycle to work. And so they finally figured it out, which I'm sorry, but I couldn't believe it actually took them that long to figure it out because... I bet everything she posts is geotagged. I can't imagine Carol understands how to untag something with geotag. It's actually kind of tricky to do. I would think she's riding her bike around the zoo. Uh, How complicated could it be to figure this out? I actually assume she lives on the zoo or very close to the zoo, but I actually thought on the zoo. So I'm not sure why this seemed to be such a, aha, we found her moment. I know. I'm pretty sure they could have looked her up. It wasn't that hard. And anyway, so they figured it out on Google. And so at the end of the day, they just needed to find someone who was willing to do the deed. Yeah. So apparently Joe asked his security guard, Mark, and he said no. But then Mark also said he wasn't sure if he was serious or not. So eventually, apparently, he asked Alan to do it, Jeff's buddy. Alan was apparently drinking, using cocaine at this time. But I guess agreed to do it. So he heads to Florida where Carol lives. Yeah. And so then Carol is notified. So Jeff wants James to call Carol and see if she'll pay the money to give her everything on Joe. So James calls and texts her, but she doesn't respond and instead notifies Fish and Wildlife and they contact James. So it just seems so weird to me that of all the departments, she contacts Fish and wildlife. Is this because there were wild animals part of the equation? Um, Maybe some listeners know why that department was contacted and not the police? I assume that all she had was, if you want the dirt on Joe, give me a call. So I think she was assuming they meant the dirt about how he treats his animals because she's all been about 
accusing him of abusing his animals and trying to shut down the zoo. I'm just making that assumption that when she got that text, she assumed it was about that and not about Joe's plot to kill her. Um, okay. Okay. I could see where you're coming from. But at that point, like, Carol knew. It was well known that Joe was blowing her up on TV and things like that. I don't know. Anyways, I digress. So they find (laughs) out that James has an illegal lemur. Oh, Naughty, naughty. So yeah, he had this lemur with fake papers and it's living in this little bird cage, which I think is just bullshit. And if he doesn't want a charge for having this illegal lemur, then he has to become a confidential informant. I just like to jump in here. So what is this shop that he is in with this lemur? I thought he owned bars and strip clubs And this just looks like some dollar store place. Maybe that was one of his most recent ventures. And I'm sorry, but if I have an illegal lemur, I'm not going to be popping it in the storefront window. Like, he wasn't being shy about this. No. Oh, this guy just is so weird. I know. And yeah, I was wondering that too. Oh, look, he's at his Dollarama. No offense if you love Dollarama, but I don't think it's discount dollar store would have been good it would have probably been one of those weird smelling ones that sells everything with you know arsenic and carcinogens in it yeah (laughs) melt your skin if it touches you um I don't know I was really confused but at the end of the day Michelle did you really think he owned bars and strip clubs this man probably lives in his mother's basement plays sims and makes his bars and strip clubs on sims and then that's how he is a bar owner and strip club owner (laughs) Damn. Yeah, he's making his best life in mom's basement eating fucking cans of spaghetti and mac and cheese. Yeah, that she makes for him, of course. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Or he's just eating yeah. it out of the out of the can like a savage. I can see him yeah. like having a spoonful, giving some to the lemur. <laughs> Uh, I do think that most of his money probably came from his parents. I don't believe this guy has money, any money at all. Have. Like, yeah. really? He, oh boy, he is just mm-hmm. a treat. Yeah, they have him in this position where he has an illegal lemur and he also had a bunch of other um, other shady, like, charges. So it wasn't just the lemur. Like, he did, they did have him on a few things or at least he had a history so he would have gotten a more maximum sentence. So basically, he starts taping the calls, which we've learned is not that hard to do, guys. Now they let other people know you're taping your calls. So (laughs) not really being secretive here. Carol and Howard weren't really surprised about the threat, but said it just heightened things for them. And they put in security cameras. Hold up. They put in security cameras. We're supposed to believe they didn't have security cameras to begin with. Michelle. Exactly. Oh, my God. Please. I have security cameras and I don't have any big tigers at my place and I haven't had any death threats. So I have a very hard time believing that they didn't have security cameras there. This is Carol spinning her story. Yeah. 100%. I, it just didn't make any sense to me. And then she stopped riding her bike. So I guess she started taking her armored car. Maybe she borrowed the Pope mobile. I don't know. But she got to that zoo. Yeah. I just. What do you think, Michelle? What's up next? 
Well, now Alan goes to Florida because apparently Joe gave him $3,000 to kill Carol. It was supposed to be five, but he only gave him three. But when he got down there, he said he chickened out. So he just parted. But the problem was nobody knew that Alan got paid. Jeff was trying to get in touch with Alan and had a hard time tracking him down. And then when he finally did, he asked him to come back to work with the feds to get Joe. Before they found all this out, because they didn't have anything on Joe to say he hired anybody, they put in an undercover agent that James introduced Joe to and said, this is the person that can kill Carol for you. Apparently, James was there when Joe and this undercover agent negotiated him killing Carol how this would happen and how much he would be paid. But again, he never gave the money to the undercover agent, which is what the feds needed to be able to make the charges stick. Yeah, I just feel like this is one of those things where, you know, Joe is probably meth to the teeth, if he had any left. He's probably not really in the right mind. And he's going through all these things. And it just makes me think of like, you know, when people claim temporary insanity, it's like, can we really take a meth head's word for this like he probably has no idea what he's doing at this time I don't know anyway so obviously now at this point he gets arrested for a bit there Joe was trying to make it look like he was in Belize with Dylan trying to escape the feds if you will uh but they found him it wasn't that hard apparently James knew right away that he was in Florida he's like that is panhandle water Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, good on you. Do you work for Nat Geo too? What's going on? Well, that was probably one of his jobs at one point, Chelsea. You know, he's done so many different things. Like, I was looking at those pictures, and I'm sorry, Michelle, I have, I'm not to, not to brag here, but I have been to beaches all over the world. A beach looks like a fucking beach. Like, it had nice, pretty Osra water. It could have been fucking anywhere. Yeah, you wouldn't know unless you're going somewhere that has like the black sand in Hawaii Mm -hmm. or things like a different colored sand or really particular style of water. Honestly, you really wouldn't know from the pictures that they showed in the. No, definitely not. I remember going through like my pictures and I'm just like, I don't know where I was because I went to so many beaches and they all look the same. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That really pissed me off. I'm like, like, get over yourself. Anyways, he gets arrested, and apparently it's this huge brouhaha, like much to do. Dylan reads this letter from jail, and, you know, of course, Joe had sensationalized it, you know, as much as he could about his arrest, and he likened it to Ted Bundy, and I'm just like, oh, no, was it Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy? Oh, I don't even remember. But it was, I think it was Ted Bundy. Anyways, it was just, of course, he was trying to, like, make it sound the most amazing thing since, like, O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Um, which, I'm not shocked. That's the typical Joe move. But, you know, Dylan, he's reading this letter. And he did get very emotional. And I have to say, I was really thinking about that their relationship and wondering to myself like is this relationship real I would love to hear the listeners weigh in what they thought about this interaction with Dylan because we don't really get to know him in the episodes he doesn't get interviewed very often 
he he really doesn't get interviewed very often. So I think because we don't see him too much, I was really surprised how teary he got when he was reading the letter from Joe and also the fact he stuck around. You know, mm-hmm. Joe's in jail. He could easily take off if he wanted to. Yeah. I, so I was surprised. I was like, wow, I think this guy might actually really care for Joe. Of course, Joe I, does has, have his name tattooed on the side of his neck, if you noticed. My husband, Dylan. Oh, and you know, I actually thought maybe he had a few names. I couldn't read the whole tattoo, so I thought maybe he just had a, the list of husbands. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying that, Michelle. Those old eyes, they're working real good still, hey? There you go, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I agree. Like, I think Dylan seemed to genuinely care of all the men of all of Joe's lovers, he seems to be the most real. And he seemed to understand, like, he actually had some real insight into who Joe was and what Joe needed in a relationship and needed from a partner. There was no smoke and mirrors going on. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about what we think about all this. Did Joe do it? But what's interesting to me is nobody else got arrested, right? Alan and, no, not Alan, well, Alan was hired to supposedly kill Carol. Jack was supposedly involved in the conversation around how this was going to happen, but nobody else got arrested. Not even James, uh, when he sent that text to Carol, I mean, you could have said that was blackmail. They were trying to get money from her for information. There's a lot that probably could have been done with this situation, but Joe's the only one that ended up in prison. I did find that really surprising, especially because, like you were saying, there is enough dirt on all those other people to really warrant some kind of charges. And you can definitely see, like, I at least felt this way. I felt like they were kind of leading Joe down this path. They were the ones holding Joe's hand during this whole thing. You know, like, it wasn't Joe behind it. I really think he was being set up. Yeah, I think Jeff was not happy that Joe was still trying to run the zoo when he put all the money into the zoo, that Joe was arguing with Alan, that they weren't getting along, and then Jeff would be in the middle of it. Then Jeff takes off to Vegas because he said he had enough of being at the zoo and all the issues there. Then he comes back because obviously the Vegas thing didn't work, and Hard to know if the whole point of even getting this due was to get the Cubs to be able to take them to Vegas and make money. But he comes back and he finds out that Joe's been embezzling the money. And I wonder if that was like, okay, I have had enough of Joe and we have got to get rid of him. Because, of course, I think his first move was to call James and say, okay, James, you contact Carol, see if she'll pay us for information and he was going to try to get a hundred, uh, $500,000 from Carol. And he was going to give $100,000 to James just for negotiating this. That didn't work out. And I think that's when they had to go to plan B. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. And that's what, that's what I mean. Like, there's so much evidence showing that they were setting up all this stuff. But they didn't get anything. They didn't get in trouble. I just... Yeah. And, and the thing <laughs> is, so... I get that James was a a confidential informant to avoid his charges over the lemur and whatever else they had on him. But he is the one that told Jeff 
oh, the feds are investigating, like you need to be on our side. Yeah, they, they, could, they could have charged Joe and Jeff. They're, I'm sorry, but a confidential witness, like a confidential informant doesn't go blabbing about the fact that they're a confidential informant. So I couldn't believe that there was nothing done by the fact that he was kind of telling everyone. James also said he's the one that approached Alan to say, come back to, to Winniewood to make the case against Joe. Yeah. I'm a little suspicious of, well, not a little. I think I'm a lot suspicious of Alan because Joe didn't even like Alan. No, I he would, didn't. I would think of all the people that he would ask to help him with this, I would think Alan would be the last. Alan didn't like him. He didn't like Alan. I'm surprised they would even have much conversation with each other. Was there any proof of this $3,000 that was given to him? Yeah. And then just the fact that, so like they interview Alan and he's, you know, talking about what happened and he is so weird. He just, he couldn't corroborate where he was. He's just like, oh, apparently I chickened out. Apparently I partied. Apparently I did these things. Like how blacked out, coked up to your eyeballs were you, dude? And then also how can we take his testimony as the truth if he can't even really tell us what he was doing, where he was. How, how are we to know he wasn't like high and drunk the whole time this was going on and it never happened? Yeah, it just I seems don't know. so fanciful. Like to me, I'm just like, no, no. Like rock stars write autobiographies all the time and they're like on heroin and they know what happened. <laughs> so I'm just. Well, I mean, he he did say he went to a hotel and he was partying. So, I mean, he did have some details. He just seemed very matter of a fact about it. I I don't know. I had a hard time believing him to tell you. Michelle, this. who uses the wording, apparently I chickened out? What? If one yeah. of my students pulled that shit with me, I'd be like, apparently? You either did or you didn't. Yeah. That would be the same if my husband apparently forgot to do something. You did you or know. you didn't. There's no apparently. It's yeah. Like- yeah, the only thing that I think looks bad on Joe, of course, there's a few things. I won't just say the only thing. All his videos about blowing up Carol and threatening to kill Carol and how she needed to die does not help him. No. And all the conversations with everybody at the park about how he wanted to kill Carol. But like John, the the manager, John, said, we all talked about wanting Carol dead and killing Carol. So it wasn't just Joe. But the fact that he seemed to negotiate quite heavily with the undercover officer to get this killing done is suspicious, it even is. though he never gave any money. And like if he already hired Alan at this time, then why was he also negotiating with the undercover agent, though? That was my thing. Exactly. So did he know that Alan chickened out? Was he worried that Alan wasn't going to follow through with it? Who knows what happened there? But yeah, you're right. Like, why was he negotiating with this undercover officer if Alan was supposedly in Florida doing the deed? Exactly. And then my thing is, is like, remember when Alan was talking about, he was recounting a story with Joe where Joe had asked him like, oh, do you think you could kill her? Do you think you could cut her head off? And he's like, oh yeah, you want me to bring it back for you? And he's like, no, 
I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, it was all smoke and mirrors or like just him. Like, oh, it's this big sensational thing. Like, yeah, killing Carol. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really want her dead, nor do I want to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Yeah. Whereas if I think he really wanted her dead, maybe he would have been more keen. Like, oh, yeah, I want to see that head or like, I want to blow it up. You know, I don't know. I I don't know either. All I know is James and Jeff are so sleazy and sketchy and disgusting. Oh, like Jeff is just the, I feel like I'm going to get an STD through the TV screen watching him. The other thing I was going to say about this situation is, you know, unfortunately, this is Joe's doing to himself. He became obsessed with Carol, obsessed with bringing her down or getting back at her or whatever. Like that anger just consumed him, made all those videos. He talked about killing her. He tried to hide all the money so she couldn't get the money. That was the whole reason he sold the zoo to Jeff. At the end of the day, this is all his doing. He could have just tried to ignore Carol after she shut down the mall shows and just try to do his own thing and not be obsessed with her. But he couldn't because he's Joe and he thinks he can do everything and anything. And he honestly thought he could get away with his behavior. But in the end, he's now the one sitting in prison, although he says that Carol's making money off of him because of it. Yeah, I really do think that this points to just how much you can be controlled by mental illness and substance abuse as well. At the end of the day, like, Joe is consumed by his trauma, his mental illness, and his addiction. He has completely lost touch with reality, and that is sad. And he did go off the rails, playing devil's advocate here. It's like a man who is obviously in the grips and throes of mental illness and and severe drug and alcohol addiction. Like, how much are we going to take this seriously? (laughs) Like, how can we really say this man deserves to be in jail and not in a treatment facility? I you see it all the time where like people addicts do these crazy things. And, you know, that's always the addiction that made them do it or they seem to get a bit more leniency, whereas Joe really had everything thrown at him, which I 100 percent do. I agree with you. Like he made his bed. And now he has to deal with it. But at the same time, how much of that was him and how much of that was him being controlled by substance abuse and and mental illness? Well, you also have to look at the fact that most normal people who are going to court for substance abuse would be going because of theft. You know, they've been stealing money to fund their habit. Right. But Joe that threat against Carol is probably always going to be there because he hates her and feels that she was trying to destroy him. I don't know if that's necessarily really going to be cured by him getting clean and sober. And, you know, he does talk about drug use and drug use is brought up. I don't know how constant it was for him or if it was, you know, weekend user, who knows if you look at the threat to society sort of picture I would have a hard time believing he's still not really a threat to Carol if he was get out, even if he was sober. He did have so much access to firepower because, you know, America. Yeah. Oh, my God. Buy your guns, your ammunition, your explosives so you can blow shit up. It's 
crazy. Okay, and I do have to say, John Finley, when they ask him about this whole situation and Alan, what did you think of that? Well, did they ask? I can't remember if they asked him about Alan, but they said about James being a confidential informant. He had no idea about that. Yeah, and he's like, like, he looked like one of those kids that had this hand in the cookie jar, like, oh, there's, this is a cookie jar? What? (laughs) You know, like, and he's all like, oh, I don't know, and doing this weird, he was, it was so, there's something going on there. I think maybe John was involved too. Like, I don't know. I think this is deeper than me. Than we think. I don't think John was involved. I think John was genuinely shocked. Really? Maybe his yeah. shocked face was just really guilty looking to me. No, I didn't think he looked guilty. I think John's, you know, as as we sometimes say, you know, kind of a simple person. And when he heard that, I was like, what? I, I never heard. I don't know anything about that. Like, it just I seems don't... so fake. Yeah, it didn't to me. I didn't, didn't to me. I don't think he would have known because remember he took off with Amber because he got her pregnant. I want to know what happened to them. Like, do you think they're just gonna do like an offshoot story, Amber and John? <laughs> Next reality TV show. Exactly. But yeah, he, I think he left before this had happened. Probably. I'm assuming because he left before Joe was married to Dylan. And oh, yeah. Joe was with Dylan when when the um when they were leaving the park and stealing all the tigers at the end of the day. Yes, very true. Oh, so good of you to keep everything. Timeline in this show is a nightmare trying to keep it all straight in your head. It's really difficult. You know, you know. Try to keep it, it as straight as possible. And even they seem to be like sometimes in the documentary, even they seem confused about the timeline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's trying to weave everybody's stories while jumping in and out of the timeline. It makes it a bit difficult. But yes, there are a that's lot of okay. parts. So we're left with the fact that Jeff is moving the zoo to a new place. He wants to totally wash his hands of Joe, get rid of the stigma, I guess, of Joe with the zoo. He found some property behind a casino and he wants to move it there. So they, we see them building this zoo there. I'm very curious if this zoo gets built or gets moved or what happens. Where the heck is he getting all this money? Because we all know Jeff has no money. He's like a Ponzi yeah. scheme. I just well, this uh, is it. Where is he getting the money? Because I mean, he had to borrow the fourteen thousand from James, aka James's parents, for the pizza restaurant with the Walmart yeah. meat. So. How does he have all this money if he didn't even have $14,000 for the restaurant? Exactly. And like, where is he getting all these ventures? And I do find, you know, he's like the idea man, but then he leaves everyone holding the bag because he has that guy he's working with and he's doing all the hard work. But Jeff's like a genie floating in and out. Yeah. I think Jeff probably has conned or talked people into investing in the zoo probably it'll be very interesting to see how this wraps up because episode seven is the last episode it is i cannot believe it's the last episode but i also can't believe how much has already happened up to this point it is crazy i feel like there's too much for it to be over but really in this saga will it ever be over no there'll probably always be stuff going on with the story and all the people involved in the story 
Yeah. Ten years from now, yeah. there's like a Tiger King special edition reunion <laughs> reunion <laughs> update. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. So please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find us on Instagram at docu underscore talk, on Twitter at docu underscore talk. Our email is doc.talk2 at gmail.com. And we'll also leave this in the show notes. And like we said, next episode's episode seven. Oh, so exciting. And listeners, if you guys want to share your favorite Tiger King memes with us, feel free to tweet them to us. We'd love to see what you guys are laughing at these days. (laughs) And definitely want to just hear again your thoughts about Joe and whether you think he deserves to be in jail for this. I'm curious what everybody's thinking. And I mean, this was part of the reason we even decided to start doing a podcast was just to have more conversation with people who watch documentaries and what their thoughts are. So looking forward to hearing that. Yes. Always a pleasure, Michelle. All right. Thank you very much, Chelsea. You have a good day. You too. Bye guys. Bye.